everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. Today we'll be talking about episode 3 from season 3, Wichita Linebacker. I'm Heidi. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm and this is And this is Beth. Welcome, Beth. Hey, Beth. Hi. Hey, Beth. We're... Thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Yes, we're we're so glad to have a new guest host i guess i know it's been a while. i was gonna say it's your first one yay and actually i love this podcast and with you guys doing uh, two a week now i realize it's coming gonna be coming to an end pretty soon i'm like i really want to be a part of it because i've enjoyed it so much yay oh thank you yeah that's great um so how did you first start watching veronica mars i watched veronica mars live Nice. Because I was obsessed with the WB, UPN shows at the time. So I was up on it. And when I heard what this is about, I'm like, yes, this is totally a show for me. So from the start, like from season one, episode one, you watched it live? Yes. Um, That's and crazy. Then, Yay. <laughs> then a few years afterwards over, I randomly picked up uh, Veronica Mars season one. But I never got around to picking the other ones up because that was at a point where I'd pick up random box sets. So I've seen season one, like three or four maybe even five times through, but I haven't seen two and three since it aired. So a lot of these episodes are new to me. I remember the kind of the full over our arc, but I forget the individual cases. So uh-huh. it's kind of like rewatching it. It's a newbie at some points. Cool. That's the best. Yeah. Um, and is there anywhere anyone can hear you on the internet? Um, no, I had a TV podcast about a year ago for four months, but uh, that didn't really work out. I was like writing a script every weekend and, uh, <laughs> It's that's pretty insane. So yeah, yes, it can definitely become a almost like a part time job, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially what? those of us that are doing like three at a time. I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's have our episode summary. All right. So this is season three, episode three, Wichita linebacker. Veronica's detective prowess is again used on campus when Piz's football friend loses the team playbook and Veronica must get it back before the game. The dean threatens to expel Veronica if she doesn't reveal the source of her newspaper article. Meanwhile, Keith hires Weevil to work in the office and Logan's antics catch up with him. Yeah, so my um, my A, B, and C plots were almost D, E, and F plots. Again. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had so much trouble separating this out. Yeah. Yeah. After last week, like, it's kind of spoiled us because it was so easy. And, like, I now know. it's all crazy again. Yeah. So, A plot is going to be the football playbook. Uh, B plot is titled Weevil the P.I. Oh. And okay. C plot involves love and Lilith House. <laughs> so, it's basically okay. just everything else. Okay. Yeah, the that's what bucket. I had it too. Okay, I I had the football as the A flat, but then I was like the, all of the dean stuff because the dean was talking to Veronica, and the dean was talking to the, the the people from the two different houses, and it was like okay, and then Weevil and Logan were off on their own. Uh huh. <laughs> because, because anytime I can write Weevil slash Logan, it makes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slash nice, nice. All right. Yep. Yep. There's okay. no Wallace in this episode. No, no Wallace. Um, season three is kind of where how I talked about before they like only had a certain number of episodes for certain characters in order to reduce the budget. 
Um, oh, yeah. That definitely yeah. happens in season three a lot because the CW gave them a smaller budget than UPN. Do they have um, the same number of episodes or shorter? I forget. It is 20 episodes. So okay, it's only so just two like a few. Yeah. Shorter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So the A plot, we start out with Piz wanting to get his own radio show. And so he hires out Veronica. So I just started watching a new um, comedy, which is Enlisted, and Piz is on it. I was like, I've never seen this man before in my life. And here he is, like, <laughs> you know, started season three, and there he is on another show. And he's playing around the same character. Yes, I enjoyed him in this episode. I thought I was excited about how he wanted to get a radio show and stuff. But I still think he's best with Wallace. Mm-hmm. All right, so her- I, I only notes for this. They all got taken over by the fact that Harmy Hamill walked into the scene. And I was just like, yes, it's the pretty. Wait, what? The, the, the guy who played, who was the football player. Um, he, yeah, I, I have, he's a very minor actor. Um, I guess he's, he was the prince in Mirror Mirror. And he played, like, the big thing that he's done recently is he played the Lone Ranger. Oh, I wasn't impressed with his acting. So. Oh God, I thought he reminded me of Duncan. Like I was. Yeah, like, like he was really very wooden. Like he, he was reading so his lines. Does he get better with time? I I think so. I've always found him to be, you know, more of on the, the dry side of wit, but very funny. Oh, so he's a funny. Oh, so I don't know. Maybe he wasn't trying to be. If he's trying to be funny and trying to be dry funny in this, then he to- it's too dry for my no. days because. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking you straight, boy, and you're not funny. Um, so Kurt has lost the football playbook. Um, that is the name of the boyfriend of the radio show uh, producer, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, he could lose his scholarship because of this. Who is his girlfriend? Uh, her name is Lindsay McKeon. Cause, yeah, Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay McKeon. And I noticed her, too, so I looked her up. I know her from Guiding Light, but... I don't know oh. what else she's been on. That's not where I know her from, but she just looks awfully familiar. She's, I've seen her as a blonde, and she looks a lot different. Oh, wow. Crazy. Hmm. Okay. Maybe she just has one of those faces. But yeah, I, I thought I recognized her from something. What was her name in this again? Was it Robin? Oh. This was one <laughs> of those episodes that they were Trish. horrible Trish. with. Trish. Yeah. Trish. Uh, yeah, it's Trish Nelson. <laughs> Thank you. In fact, I had to leave a space for Kurt's name and then figured it out later and added it in because they didn't say his name forever. They were doing so well with the first like episode or so where they were uh-huh. naming everybody and then they're like, yeah, forget it. Oh, forget <laughs> it. We don't need names. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, was, I was an athlete in high school and college. I played uh, basketball and tennis. And when it came to basketball, like playbooks were no joke. Like they were thick and you had to... We didn't have to sign them out. I know in probably Division ones they did, but we did have to like sign contracts at the beginning of the season to not show anybody. Oh, good. So, man. I'm glad you're on here then, because I don't yeah. understand at all what that even is. Like, I was just like, what is this? Like, is this his homework? Like, I was, I still don't understand it. Yeah, they're very thick. And actually, when I signed up for the ep- episode, when Heidi said she needed a guest, um, I didn't know what the episode was before I signed up. But when I was watching it um, from a podcast you guys had put out, like a a week or two ago, you were talking about none of you kind of understood the sports thing. So as I was watching, I was saying, that's perfect that I'm on this episode. I could kind of be the translator if need be. 
Yes, please. Okay. Yes, that's good. So I know what I know what a playbook is, but you're going to be way more knowledgeable. So why don't you let everyone know? Yeah. A playbook is basically it's what it says. It's usually a thick book of all the plays that um, you can run when you're playing football or basketball. Because when you have an offense, you have different plays and different plays off of plays off of plays, and they're really thick and a lot of X's and O's and a lot of different names and. Sometimes, like, you take it, here's a play, and then it has the same play has a different name if it's a little bit different. And people it's, take it a lot more seriously in sports than people from the outside looking in on it. And there's just so much, and you, you're expected to memorize it front to back, back to front, like nothing else. Or otherwise, you'll be running in practice the next day <laughs> or running up and down the, down the stadium steps like they were in this episode. So the thing is, is if, you know, the, like a competitor gets a hold of the playbook, there will be no sneak attacks because they'll kind of know your running patterns and like where you'll be going and things like that. So um, that's like the danger of somebody stealing it and giving it to your competitor, right? Yeah, exactly. When I played basketball, both in it's high like school strategic. and college, yeah, um, we actually, we didn't steal their playbook, but we watched a lot of uh, film tape of uh, their matches it would be basketball games. Um, they're all games to try to figure out their plays. So that's something that's really done at a heavy level, and even in high school. Yeah, I had a um, boyfriend who was on the soccer team, and I knew all about his playbook <laughs> as it related to soccer. But <laughs> <laughs> because everything I know about playbooks comes from watching. How I met your mother. And Barney has the playbook, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, back yeah. to the playbook. It's like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just met someone yesterday who knows somebody who's the vice president of one of those, um, like what is it called, the artist seduction type, kind of made, meeting women type of thing. Oh, like he owns his company, and I just was like, I didn't even know those people really existed. But I met someone who t- assures me that it's true. <laughs> I'm sure he has a playbook. I'm sure he does, yeah. Uh, so Veronica um, ends up using the world's lowest printer and gets caught trying to print a new playbook. It's like a dot matrix printer. I always love when we get her going undercover and playing a different character. Yeah, and she always, like, in this episode I had, there were a couple of times, but she's, like, the little dumb blonde routine. And where did she get the cheerleading outfit? I have to ask about that, but... It wasn't a cheerleading. I thought it was cheerleading at first, but I think it was more like a field hockey because she was wearing a skirt, but it had a number on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but where did, did she get she that? Did she something about hitting her ankle or something? Yeah, she was, to... she was pretending to be an athlete. She didn't look very athletic. She looked like a cheerleader. But, like, where did she get that outfit? I want to know. She just uh... probably paid off someone for an hour. So. Maybe. Of course, she does have her massage certification, so... You know, if anything, this woman knows how to forge things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this uh, painter ex-boyfriend of Trish's named Larry leaves a painting in her dorm room and he Creepy. hates her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. Creepy. And what kind of art is this? <laughs> well, the thing- he needs to find a new muse. Yeah, the thing that stuck out to me is he used the word meathead. I'm like, are, was he watching All in the Family reruns on Nick at Night? Because <laughs> he uses yeah. meathead. 
That's a strange... I don't know anyone who's actually used the term meathead in real life. No, not really. <laughs> uh, Veronica accuses Larry, of course, because, you know, it's yes. what she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's what she is. What was it last episode when we were talking about how Veronica doesn't jump to conclusions or right. something idiotic yeah. like that? Yes, here we All demonstrate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this whole, I mean, this whole A plot, like, that's all she did. Like, she mm-hmm. had really no evidence for anything. It was just, like, accusing every single person that came across her path. You'll eventually you. get it right if you do that, right? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, and then she realizes that he would have gotten paint on the backpack if it was him. So, okay, so the popcorn falls out. What I don't understand what was going on there. So, the cheerleaders had brought pop, popcorn, because, you know, cheerleaders, that's what they do. Um, and so, there had been popcorn when they were playing Guitar Hero. And okay. so, the popcorn had to have fallen in the bag when Pop opened it, which it did. Uh, was there? It's just so funny. It's like <laughs> the artist has to have, you know, oil smudges, and uh-huh. Pop has to have like popcorn wherever he goes. Like these telltale <laughs> signs. I'm like, what would mine be? I don't even know. Like tea leaves, like sprinkled everywhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> what like, oh, thing that you in here? Look at these tea behind. leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that I just like leave a trail of MMs everywhere I go. Nice. <laughs> on purpose. Okay, I, I do. I, I, you wouldn't have to worry about it because Naomi would be right there to hoover after you, you know, like, oh, I'll take those. Up the evidence. Oh. oh, awesome. But, um, yeah, I, this, this was a, a Duncan too, because this guy, <laughs> this guy is pop guy. <laughs> like, oh, pop was the worst. He looked like Duncan. Like, it, it's like one of those Woody Goodman callbacks. It's like, who are you? Oh yeah, you're not Duncan. Yeah, there were two. There were a couple of the college guys in this episode that it wasn't until the second time I watched that I figured out they were different people because they <laughs> did look both look like Duncan. Were they wearing different colored shirts? <laughs> 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 well, that that was um, back in the in the um, office while she was hiding, waiting for the printer to come off, and this guy walked in, and, and they had it from that weird Veronica's angle, so it was like up from underneath, and I was like. Why is Duncan in the office? Oh, wait, not Duncan. <laughs> uh, I think they were all scared of seeing Duncan come back, so we're, like, super, like, scared. So we're just, like, paranoid. Oh, my God, that's it. No, it's thank God it's not him. No, wait, it's <laughs> it. No, it's not him. Confused. I'm confused. Yeah. I'm, at this point, I think I'm fairly confident he's not going to come back, especially with the idea of, like, how you just said of, oh, there were, like, they cut the budget down and actors can only be in a certain number of episodes. So Duncan's probably not going to come back, but it was just confusing for a moment. Yeah, because everyone looks like him. D- Duncan doesn't have enough energy to play sports. What are you talking about? Wasn't he on a team though? He was. He was on the. Oh, what was he on? Soccer lacrosse. Team. I don't lacrosse, know. maybe. But yeah. I, I seriously like maybe if they set him towards one side of the goal and then that way they only had to work one half, the other half because he could lean against there, the goal post when he got tired and, and be a cardboard cutout and that would be right, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Because wasn't um, the 
his uniform what was bloodied in the first episode that is soccer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was soccer. Oh, I think soccer. Yeah. his soccer outfit. Yeah, his soccer uniform. Oh my gosh, and soccer players, they move around a lot. I don't know how Duncan would have managed it. Maybe he was like a decoy. Like, they just put him on the side and be like, ah, there's a person. <laughs> he could have been a goalie. Goalie, yeah. Then yeah. yeah. he only has to move in the little box. Yeah. yeah Perfect for him. <laughs> I just think he sat the bench all the time. Yeah. And now I'm thinking back, because I, I actually was a soccer referee for several years, and I would referee, like, the, the little, like, the under six games. And he would have oh. those kids, both boys and girls, who would just sit in the middle of the field and, like, pull at grass. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about doing that, and it makes me happy. When you first started out that story, I thought like you were gonna say college or like like high school professional, or something like memory. And I was like, wait a minute, where, didn't you go to homeschool? Like, did, were you homeschooled? So I just well, then I, you're like building up grass. I'm like, okay. Well, no, I I just coach. I refereed for um, AYSO, and so you had U uh, six was the youngest, and then AYSO it went up to um, under nineteen. But I also refed uh, an indoor league, an outdoor summer league. And so, the, I mean, yeah, I've, from little kids up to adults. Gotcha. But that's stopped being enough to cover my gas, so I stopped doing it. Like, mm-hmm. we have to at least cover my gas. Yeah. That's important. Okay, so um, we talked about the popcorn falls out of the bag, and so Veronica decides to blackmail Pop, because, you know, why not? And so Pop shows up, but he stole homework, not the playbook. Sociology homework, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess he could have just done that prison experiment. But... <laughs> I know, right? He probably had football practice. So did you guys notice that, like, in the first two episodes, and I was waiting for it in this, that they had um, that whole, like, there was a teacher, and the teacher had, like, a project that was outside of school, you know, like the, I forget what the first one was, but sociology was the, um, was a prison experiment. But the first one, the first teacher, the crime the, thing, the, the internship thing. The mentoring, the mentor yeah. program. The mentor program. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of waiting for it in this. I was like, what is it going to be? Like, you know, is it going to be sports related? But no, it didn't happen. I thought it was a theme. I was going to bring it up. I guess I brought it up, but it wasn't a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It's kind of like I was like, okay, the rule of three. If it's three, it's like a theme, and I'm gonna be excited about it. And it didn't happen. And I'm like, oh, oh not well. Bad. Well, you know the the botany professor or whatever. He kind of had a little thing going on outside too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the botany professor. Make it a, a program if it's just one person you're giving the hot seats to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, okay, so we figure out that. Uh, Trish wanted Kurt kicked off the team, so she stole the playbook because she just didn't like him suffering through playing football. He's lame. So lame. I wasn't very surprised about that. I was about, no. wasn't surprised it was her, but I was like, that's just a lame excuse. It is a lame excuse. Um, so then the book is gone. Like, she stole it, but then she lost it. And so Veronica figures out that the painter ex-boyfriend stole it, because, hello, he was Go in the room. Go back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he and his 
roommate gave the playbook to the other team. Right. But they still Which had is, it. They still had it. They showed it to them but, or something. Yeah. 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 So Kurt has to tell his coach what happened and um, it all ends up okay because they win the football game, but Kurt and Trish are um, kind of over. And she gets, and he gets shipped or he goes home. Yes, yep. he gets kicked off the team. This oh, A-plot, y'all, it was a Like, what? my notes in this A-plot were literally, snore, oh God, who cares, do not care about any of this. <laughs> yeah. I was just like... like I just wanted to get back to Weevil. Can we get there? I yes, know! Yes, yes. I was kind of like... This plot was, oh look, it's Army Hammer! He's so pretty. And that's it. The best part was Veronica pretending to but still a jockstrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And not 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 actually a jock, but Right, not actually a jock. the underwear thing. Um okay. and I really like that shot of her like when she was underneath the desk peering through the slit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole scene was really good, but the rest of it was just meh. Uh okay, so B plot, we will get to Weevil. Yay! Yay! <laughs> And we were, weren't we just saying last episode, or we, you know, that we needed yeah. him, that we missed yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So I guess he didn't go to jail, but he he kind of pled down to a lesser fee or a lesser fine. Y'all, yeah. I just want to say that Weevil got fat, and I love it. He looks so cute. I would like to. <laughs> I would like to actually explain that. Um, okay, he actually got sick. Oh. I'm not sure exactly what was wrong, but he was on steroids for the illness that he had. Oh. And so that's actually where the weight gain came from. Aww. Is he going to turn skinny, you know, later? That's a spoiler. Don't tell us. Don't yeah, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll just be like, hey, I like this. I'm going to own this and just keep it on. I yeah. thought it was something to do with his facial hair that he looked different. And, or maybe I just hadn't seen him in a really long time, so... I look forward I, to the rest of the podcast. You guys keeping track of Weevil with this. Weevil's weight, <laughs> like whether he goes up. Yeah, looks so yeah. skinny today. Like, oh, he slimmed down a little. Oh no, he's. <laughs> <laughs> What's his facial hair it. doing? The www. The Weevil Weight Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about alliteration, so go for it. <laughs> I, I think that's a lot better than you know the idea that that can be the weekly question instead of who who did it. We can be you know what was Weevil's weight this week. <laughs> I would totally be behind that question. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So we start out. Weevil is working at uh, a gas station car wash, but um, not for long. Yeah. I hate it's that they had to now. point out Veronica's ugly new car again. Thanks, uh, yeah. so gross. Um, Where is it? At least he pointed uh, it out in a way that uh, makes it seem like it's. Not like, like for he her. Hates it too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's in on the joke. I don't know. Like I, I, I felt. Oh God, this the the car wash guy just was like. I mean, it, I know it had to be expositiony because it had to tell us like what he's been doing and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But I swear, I I just could have killed this guy. He was so obnoxious. Yeah, when we and again, not a good actor. When Weevil attacks him, it's like yes. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, that's yeah, bad. No wait. No wait. No wait. <laughs> Um, so Veronica wants Weevil to work for Keith, and oh my gosh, this would have been the best show ever. I know, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm heartbroken. I was so ready for this. I was yeah. so excited, so excited. 
So she has to do the stare to get in the job. Yes, the stare and the, the adorable way she held her hands. <laughs> I watched that scene twice. The first time I watched, like, I watched it, I actually rewound it to watch it again because my heart just melted. Aww. <laughs> it's very, very cute. Yeah. Um, so Weevil answers the phones really good. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it seems to go with all the whole, like, hard-nosed P.I. thing. I could, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, what work. do you want? Yeah. You know, I think that it kind of goes. I mean, that's what I would expect if I, I was to make, like, P.I. I want to make a prediction really quickly. About okay. Like, I want to, like, predict way into the future. And I want to say that Weevil is now a hard-nosed P.I. Oh, my God, please. That would be so awesome. So, like, the, come the movie, he'll be, like, working with Vinnie Van Lowe. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Um, yeah. And then Keith gives him a job I, I to go on the stakeout. What? Like Naomi? I was I just the weevil in a button-down shirt like that. I know. It was so I, shocking. It was and like, there was tie. Yes. Please. So cute. Yes, every week. I love you. <sighs> yeah. Button-down shirt and he's all chunky. God, I love it. <laughs> love it. We can only hope. Yeah. So Weevil gets to go on a stakeout, and he actually comes back and has cracked the case wide open. It was the truck driver using heroin. He's good instincts. And he's all badass and solving cases, and he's, like, becoming an awesome Veronica-type thing. Like, I want to see Weevil do voices. I want to see Weevil in different personas. I was so excited. You want to see him dress up as a cheerleader? No. And, like, go well, into a yes. sorority? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes. Weevil as, as a male cheerleader would be amazing. <laughs> well, I was thinking as a female cheerleader, but, you know, if you, no, if you want to scale right. it back a little, sure. Okay. But the idea of him going in and having to be the guy that, you know, is holding all the girls up and and catching people and stuff like that, that could be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll go for that. I will write that fanfic. <laughs> and I will read that fanfic. <laughs> I was so proud of him during that because he just was like bursting with, he was so, I, I was just so proud of him. And that he was, was like, so excited. Well, yeah, he was like, Really excited about being able, like you know, because I mean, after being beaten down and doing all this, like he actually found something that he liked that he was actually good at. Like I just, uh, and then you know, Keith is like the best dad ever, and it's just, uh, I just wanted to really for him to have a good father figure. And this made so much sense to me. I had forgotten that by the end of the episode, like he wasn't working for Keith anymore. So when it first happened, like, oh, this is awesome! It's a way to incorporate both Keith and Weevil into the show and connected to Veronica's world more. I'm like, this makes so much sense, and I'm going to love this. And I had forgotten how the end happened, so when the end of the episode happened, I was devastated. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, so this is how they're going to keep Keith kind of, like, tied into Veronica, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is going to be great. And, like, then I'll keep Weevil on our screen even more. Yeah. Sadness. Yeah, sorry to bring it down, because then Weevil goes out... Again, and he attacks the guy abusing the grandchild of their clients. 
And I mean, he was justified, but I can understand. Like, it was like a big yeah. loss. Like, yeah, I wanted to be mad at Keith. Like, you know, like I wanted to be mad at Keith and say, like, you should give him another shot or blah, blah, blah. But it was like kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like, okay, now this kid is stuck in this situation. So, yeah, it's it's sad and disappointing, but it, you know, it makes sense. And it totally makes sense that Weevil wouldn't be able to just stand by and watch it happen. And then, like, he even says, he's like, like, when Veronica tells him, he's just like, I would fire me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Weevil. Sad. But then she has him fix the Dean's car. Yep. Yeah, I wonder why Weevil does, doesn't go work at, like, his uncle's shop or whatever. He's obviously skilled. I think maybe his uncle's shop wouldn't work having to do with his parole, maybe. Really? Why? Like, maybe his uncle's shop is a little illegal. That's oh. what I was thinking. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Here's that. I'm thinking that's probably uh-huh. the, the problem there. Okay. You're right, you're right. Um. So Veronica gets Weevil a maintenance job at the college. Yep. And he fixes the air conditioning. So, Which yeah, he's... That, that we could but... have the possibility for um, for janitor mechanic Weevil to be going through and giving grief to college student Logan. That could be <laughs> awesome. I hope that he comes up, and this is how he plays a part in the series, is that, you know, he's, like, crawling through the air ducts of like <laughs> of the classrooms in the college and he's like super spy kind of like wallace was with the office you know the office job but he's doing it from the inside so he's like mission impossible weevil awesome. could we could we side note and talk about veronica's work study job for a second what do yeah. you think about her getting work study at the library well we don't think that she she doesn't take it to seriously this is like a serious job she needs to like not be kissing her boyfriend in the lobby yeah but... doesn't she need that financial aid like i wouldn't be doing anything to jeopardize that money and we were all a little um a little annoyed with her last week the fact that she didn't want the job in the library <laughs> yeah beth i'm an archivist so i was pretty uh pretty po'd with the whole like jab against working in the libraries uh-huh. so i know it's sad but that's the end of the b plot so... Yeah, I could have used more of it. I'm hoping that this is a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. So we move on to C-plot. And first thing is, um, well, there's the newspaper thing. Veronica sees the Lilith House girls in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're starting to annoy me. I mean, they give, like, militant fit feminists a bad name, I think. Mm-hmm. They're just being a little annoying. I think it's just kind of poorly written. It's like that whole like straw feminist idea. Like nobody really acts like this. You know, it's just like I know, and I'm just wondering like do are cuz I mean, it's I thought in this this episode specifically, they kind of had a sense of humor about it, so I'm hoping they're having a sense of humor about it like they're in on the joke and they don't yeah. like seriously to expect us to take these characters seriously cuz they're not written well, you know. Yeah, because we have, like, the feminist versus, like, those lampoon guys. So it's just, like, stereotype A versus stereotype B. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Veronica wants Logan to be artsy and sophisticated and uh, take her to an art show, right? And I'm just like... And this is weird. That Logan? I'm 
but also <laughs> I'm Veronica, like that. when has she been all artsy? Well, there was that one episode where she was at the art gallery. Okay, really, it was a rundown motel, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so it just seemed like, oh, there's trouble in paradise. Wah, wah, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Especially the way it ended, too. I was like, are we supposed to take this seriously? Mm. I'm, I'm ready I mean, there were there were so many things that was like it was supposed to be a mislead where oh you know that oh this is a sign that points that Logan is running around on Veronica and oh this is another sign that points that Logan's cheating on Veronica and I'm just like but I feel like I feel not. like yeah I feel like they love him like the the show loves him too much for him to be really running around on her oh, you know I mean I'll be surprised if he does actually run around on her but you know whatever but. I feel like it's going to be more like she breaks his heart, if anything, you know? I don't know. Or it's going to be something like this, like they broke up because she's just a bitch. I don't know. Well, her character is kind of like sucking right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, we're not quite there yet, but like, come on, like she puts like a trace on his phone. Like, who does that? Like, that's, that's what just, I mean. She's I like was being surprised awful about that. Right yeah, it's surprising. Like, it just doesn't seem like she'd be that. I mean, I guess we've seen her, like, in Green-Eyed Monster or whatever. She had, like, some weird jealousy with, like, the whole Meg Duncan thing. But it's just, like, this is over the top. Like, anybody that does this. Like, I mean, I feel like if I was Logan and I'd found out that she found me because she was tracing my phone, that would have been the end of it. Like, anybody I'm dating, that's the end. And she just tells him so matter-of-factly. Like, yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, I, um, yeah well, I, I mean, like, there was the point where Logan's like, you know, it's cute when you do it to other people. <laughs> and so as he's seen her do this before, and so this is Veronica, but it's just the, the way that they wrote it. And I was like, you're trying to make me think that there's trouble in paradise. And I know that it's going to be something completely different. And why would I possibly believe anything that Dick says? Dick's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I just... Yeah. Okay. So, um, back to, uh, back to, back here. Uh, Veronica is called to the Dean's office. He wants to know who the professor was that, uh, gave the, um, gave the, the, the woman with cancer. Um, Karen. Karen. Thank you. That, uh, gave Karen the seeds to grow the pot. And... Because, you know, there's like a hundred botany professors to choose from. No, Dean. And I just was not happy that this came up yet again. Like, I'm like, I thought we were done with this episode. <laughs> done with this storyline. I don't want to see it yet again. And it he's was like, just a way to get her into the Dean's office. Oh, totally. Yeah, that Dean, so, that actor has been in so many TV shows. I wanted to ask uh -huh. about that. Like, I, I know Dean I know Ed Begley Jr. Ed, Ed Begley yes. Jr. Uh -huh. I, I was kissed by Ed Begley Jr. What? <laughs> I, I, it was the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I was about two or three. But my parents, and I still have the picture of him holding me. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Go. That's my link to Veronica Mars. Wow. That's you, crazy. You have the most fun random stories. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's like story, story time, time with Naomi. Every single yeah. time. Uh -huh. I learned something new. All right. Uh, next is the part where Dick tells. Uh, Veronica that Logan's class didn't meet which the five minute rule really oh I know uh, it's 15 minutes guys right it's 15 yeah. minutes it's not five 
<laughs> but you can you can you can expect that Dick thinks it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. He thought it. Yeah, as they joked, he thought it was one. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like Logan said. You know, to Dick, five is like one. Hopefully, that wasn't a quote. But uh, so then Veronica is in the dean's office again. Um, this and, time. And at this point, I felt like she just needed to give him Principal Clemens' phone number and be just like, "Here, talk to him. She'll right. explain everything." Yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, she really want to do that. <laughs> so, so this time she's in there for the try to steal a jock thing, and um, Lilith House and the Lampoons barge in, and the dean has an issue with them because his car has been vandalized. Is this where we find out that that journalist lady is a part of the feminist group, or did we know this before? I think this is where we find out. Okay, yeah, because I felt like, wait, what is she doing here? Like, I what thought she was there because of the newspaper, but like then I realize that she was like part of the group or whatever the one who um she like gave veronica the assignment to bring down mm -hmm. the sorority house last episode yeah Nish. oh that was the same woman uh-huh I, I totally did not make that connection at all okay. yeah i'm trying to remember if she was at the rally in the first episode but i i don't know i i really didn't care about this so i wasn't looking that much into the <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so. <laughs> yes, well, none of you cared about the bus crash either, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Good point. Good point. <laughs> I'm just editing that episode where you guys were like, I don't care. I just don't care. And then you're like, I think Yvette said, if Beaver... <laughs> It was behind the bus crash. This is the best mystery ever. <laughs> I'm like, and oh. I maintain that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So the um, the professor did come to class, and Logan was in class, and can't really believe that Veronica would listen to anything that Dick had to say. Veronica in the scene. I was just like, stop it, Veronica. You're better than this. And it just bugged me. So annoying. Yeah, well, it's like, if you're gonna date a guy who you know does bad things, then I don't know. Are, are you gonna, you know, think that he's doing bad things all the time? And if that's the case, then maybe you shouldn't be dating him. And this coming from a Logan and Veronica shipper. Yeah, so it's like, I, I sort of wish that I could, I mean, I probably could have looked it up as well now, but it's like, you get, sometimes you get writers for particular episodes who don't do well writing that one character, and so it's like, oh, this episode was written by so-and-so because this character is really, like, completely opposite of how they normally are because mm -hmm. this writer who's just stupid with that. And so I'm wondering if that's going to be like, oh, this writer was on this here, so the Veronica Logan stuff is going to be horrible because they just don't get it. Yeah, and I've never really thought about it before, but I wonder if the writing staff changed at all between seasons two and three with going to a new network. It feels like it. I feel. I mean, I feel like like a lot of it feels different. Mm -hmm. It does feel different. Like it definitely does. I've noticed that. Like. Just and also the way that it's shot and different. I, I, I don't even know about the directing and 
like they have new directors or whatever but yeah just the whole it feels like they've got a, gotten a lot of notes like mm -hmm. do this do that I, mean, probably. I, I, I went through um like with the west wing we got like four seasons and they were setting up josh and donna josh and donna and then the show okay hold on hold on oh. spoilers no spoilers I'm watching that show yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm in season three. So, yes, spoiler. Okay. So, Heidi <laughs> needs to plug her ears for a minute or something. But... I can't plug my ears. I won't know when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to edit this. Stop being <laughs> right true. there. Well, there was the West Wing, and there's community, and there's all of these things where they start setting up a couple, and then the showrunner changes or the writing staff changes and all of a sudden you have these writers who are like nah i really don't like that relationship and so that's what i'm feeling like there it was one of those episodes and you, you start to know oh so and so wrote for this this is going to be really awesome for our ship or oh no that writer wrote we're going to get nothing uh -huh. yeah, yeah it feels it feels up and down in terms of what they're trying to say about this whole relationship it's I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we're the season one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know where it's going because I just don't. I feel like everybody's so lukewarm on it. But I'm, I know that the fans aren't. So I don't know. No, not at all. But I, okay, so I throw out obscure Canadian shows and people cry spoilers because there's a podcast happening. I go for the mega show that everyone watched that aired for like 17 years and you yell. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, that's what I'm watching. How can I can't see any cultural references? What, what else do I have? <laughs> My goodness. I know, um, and yet we talk about Buffy all the time. Um, and that's like, la la la. Maybe I should start yelling spoilers every time you talk about Buffy. Maybe. Like, I should seriously just start watching Buffy so that I can yell spoilers at you all. <laughs> Only if you do it in the River Song accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pull a Jimmy and I'll, I'll do a clip of a song and I'll play it every time. <laughs> okay, so Logan doesn't show for his G-rated booty call in the library. And so Veronica tracks his phone. She finds him in a, uh, a friend's room playing poker. Like there's a whole underground gambling ring apparently going on. Um, and then they fight. Yeah, and this was the... The setup for this was the uh, phone call where Logan calls her, and there's girls laughing in the background. And he's like, "It's apparently I'm getting lucky," and I'm just like, "Yeah, that was bad writing." Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much. Um, all right, so Veronica makes a deal with the dean, and uh, has it pretty much goes with the B plot, but um, she figures out that his son actually crashed his car and not anybody from uh, Lampoon's or uh, Lilith's house. What's up with the dean slash principals and their sons? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, butter. <laughs> His name is Vincent. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That's my catchphrase. I'm going to grab correct <laughs> Except for the people that you give nicknames to. <laughs> no. Like Deputy Porn Snatch. Hey, I did not give him that nickname. Someone else gave him that nickname. and I We just continue it along. Right. Yeah, you guys got me calling um, Dunkin' Donut. 
Yep. <laughs> doing it the whole time. I, I'd even write it when I was writing to you without even thinking twice. And I can only say Mayor Gutenberg. I have no idea what his <laughs> <Yeah>. actual name is. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, Mary Gutenberg. I I don't even realize that that's the actor's name. Like, it just doesn't click right. anymore. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. his name on the show. Uh-huh. That's like, I mean, there, there are some characters who just play that same sort of look. I don't know what's up with, with Gutenberg this time, but like, Jason Stratham. He plays Jason Stratham. Like, it doesn't matter what you call his character. He's just Jason Stratham. He's a bald head badass. He beats up everybody. Like, that's what he does. There is no difference. I was watching this past week's community episode today, and Jonathan Banks is on it this season. And I just call him Jonathan Banks because it has that scary <laughs> Breaking Bad type of thing going on. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Mercer was the guy with the underground gambling ring, and Veronica said something to him about going surfing because Logan said he was going surfing with Dick and Mercer. And. He says he's not going surfing, and so Veronica plans to track her on Logan's car, but then she realizes the error of her ways when Trish is so, uh, I, I don't even know psycho? what to call her. Yes, yeah, psycho. Thank you. So she takes the tracker out of Logan's car. But yay, season one callback, because Mercer says that he'll bring her back a piñata. <laughs> and I was like, oh! Is it full of steroids? I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is like such, like, and then I had to remind myself that he wasn't part of that plot line back then. <laughs> that's before we knew Dick. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lilith House um, gets a message while on Piz's radio show that Claire, who is the blonde in the middle, um, was raped. Like, I, I actually felt sort of bad for Piz at this point. Yay, you go, you want, I'm so excited about this radio show. And then it just fell apart. It goes horribly wrong. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then Logan shows up at the library. And they make up. Oh, how sweet. Oh, God. I didn't like this. It made I mean, they get out while you're trying to walk upstairs. That doesn't seem like a good idea. No. I just imagine them, like, slipping and falling. Like, that's all <laughs> I can think of. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I would pay to see that. <laughs> like making out and then like just like yeah like oops eat it yeah <laughs> we're terrible but seriously I, I want to see if, that I wonder if that was their stunt doubles because what if they did trip going up the stairs they're actors <laughs> you, you honestly think that they would pay to have stunt doubles for something they have insurance like <laughs> okay so it's time for quotes and okay. Beth, would you like to go first? Sure. My quote's from Weeble. Now I'm working at the car wash, which it turns out isn't as fun as the song might sound. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, Dean Odell. We can download photos from the moons of Jupiter on the portable phones, but we can't keep the air conditioner in this office running for more than a week at a time. Is there some clue about the human predicament buried in that fact? Uh, I, I laugh badly at that, so, so whatever. I have, um, I'm not a criminal mastermind. I'm just a painter, Veronica. Yeah, so, well, so is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it's the head of a white slave-owning patriarch, which means we'll go with the gents. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Keith. Didn't he get busted for murder? Veronica, assault. Keith, you see? So he's not even a very good murderer. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Um, of course. I'm, just, I'm, I'm being polite and waiting and giving Beth a chance to go again. Okay. Okay, I'll go with Piz on this one. It's like Jon Stewart meets Crossfire. If Jon Stewart didn't hate Crossfire. <laughs> okay, Logan. What, what is this? Jealous? Veronica. Jealous would involve piano wire. I have that mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Um, Keith. Didn't he get arrested for murder? Veronica. Assault. Keith. He's not even good at murder. <laughs> I think I just said that one. Yeah. Oh, did you? Sorry. You did. It was good. It was good enough to have twice. It was, yes, exactly. All it's right. a really good one. I was I was deleting the ones when you guys were saying them off my thing, but I didn't delete that one. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> do do do. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we've done this one too. Now here's a moral dilemma. You have a cell phone tracker which cost your dad a hundred dollars. You went through the trouble of activating your GPS chip in your boyfriend's phone. So, is it a waste of your dad's hard-earned money and your time if you don't use it? Nice rationalization, Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Veronica. Ugh. Ugh. Yvette, do you have another one? You know I only do one. Okay, well, you know, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> okay. um, I have one more. Uh, Veronica, slugs have four noses. That's what I'm offering today. Okay, and my last one is the, I don't know what his name was, but the football coach. Is this too hard? Instead of skipping meetings, why don't you just quit? Focus on your philosophy full time. Go read your Play-Doh, drink your espresso, eat all the cheese you want. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds terrible. (laughs) All right, it's time for feedback. And first up, we have a voicemail from Harold. And he he had a, uh, a theory that he wanted to pose to us, and his email says, Attached, please find my voice file. Sorry it's kind of long, and I say the word rape a lot. Also, I blame feminists. (laughs) Please don't hate me too much. Oh my god, that's awesome. Let's hear it. I'm gonna love this one. Hi, uh, this is Harold. I'm calling you with some uh, feedback for uh, the Wichita linebacker episode. Uh, I'm calling because I have a a theory that came to me after watching the episode and then reading Smokeful's uh, feedback for the previous episode in the Facebook group and then something kind of dawned on me. But the first, let me talk about a couple of other things about the episode. Um, Veronica and Logan, I think that uh, the writers are really showing good uh, uh, mastery of the character because this is exactly how you would expect uh, their relationship to work out. He's private. He likes going out places. He likes gambling. Uh, he's not very considerate of Veronica's feelings. Uh, on the other hand, uh, she's very suspicious always of everyone. Doesn't trust them. Has trust issues. She's she's sneaky. Uh, so you can see uh, all these things were just bound to happen. But the good thing is, 
they're trying to make it work anyway. They realize their problems. They're trying to make it work. Uh, the other thing, uh, before I get to my theory, uh, it is just a coincidence. By the time this, I guess, uh, runs, this will be uh, probably a month from now, but uh, just listening uh, to the uh, Mark Maron's uh, WTF podcast, uh, where they had Ed Begley on, maybe I'll post a link to that on the Facebook group. Uh, it was a pretty interesting uh, interview. Uh, hadn't really thought of him recently, and uh, and uh, sure enough, uh, there he was on the next episode of Ryan Mars that I saw a couple of days later. Uh, surprisingly, he never mentioned uh, Ryan Mars in the WTF interview. Anyway, as, as to my theory, and uh, probably not going to be a popular theory. Uh, I really hope this is not how this will turn out. But logic tells me it all adds up. And, and so my theory is is that uh, the, these rapes, if they actually were rapes, are the work of the uh, feminist group. If, I don't have really a name for them. They either the editor of the newspaper or her, uh, one of one of the uh, people associated with that group, or a few of them. Um, and so why do I say that? Okay, first of all, uh, the most obvious thing is, is look what happened in this episode. We have the uh, one person who is singled out in that uh, uh, Lampoon article uh, to be raped, and then she's raped. Um, that seems pretty convenient, particularly if you want to make a, an argument of outrage at the uh, stupid male culture or the, or the stupid guys over uh, at the uh, at the uh, lampoon who, who think the rape is a joke. Um, and then the fact that uh, the editor gets the text in the middle of the radio show. Again, that seems very convenient. That uh, gives her a great uh, chance to be indignant. Before I go further with this, this is something that happens from time to time, particularly in the university setting, where you have uh, students who are very, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're they're, they're highly uh, involved or active in, in, in a uh, cause, uh, maybe takes over their life. They feel other people are not paying as much attention. We've had this issue a few times in the Chicago area at Northwestern University. They quick Google search. I saw one in 2003 and another one, I think, in 2012. I recall one in uh, uh, another spot. I think it was Benedictine University, if I can find that in Google. Uh, Again, another quick search, I saw one in Nebraska, uh, a woman who faked a uh, anti-gay hate crime. Or the ones in Northwestern, uh, uh, one was someone who was uh, claiming to have Hispanic slurs, and the other was uh, claiming to have uh, anti-African-American uh, slurs. So it's something that happens from time to time, obviously. Women are raped all the time on campus is unfortunate, but, but this type of faking uh, hate crime to get attention 
also happens occasionally. And then, as I said, it happened in 2003, because I think we're at, you know, the, shortly before this episode. Uh, okay, what else? The victims in these cases, they don't remember anything. They're given uh, a state rape drug that, that erased, seems to erase their memory. They don't remember who they were with, which is a uh, jumps out at me that they don't know who they were with. Uh, also, these feminist groups are giving rides to the uh, to the students to so they can avoid a rape uh, coming from these sororities uh, for protection. So actually, they are the last person to see students in some cases. Uh, and they also have the opportunity they're, they're running, roaming around the campus uh, in those parts. Uh, the haircut, uh, the shaving of the hair, I should say, uh, that seems like it's designed to drop, dramatize the situation to make it, uh, uh, you know, to, to grab interest in it. It doesn't seem like something an actual rapist would do. It also seems like the type of thing that would mislead that maybe someone's focused on, on that and not thinking about other things. Uh, I, I hate to bring in Sheriff Lamb uh, in support of my argument, but uh, he is an experienced uh, law enforcement officer, and <laughs> he, he didn't seem to be too convinced of Parker's rape. Um, and what physical evidence has there been of any of these rapes? We, we haven't, uh, hasn't been discussed. I, doesn't seem like there's any DNA evidence. Was, was there penetration? And if so, you know, was it, was it penetration from male genitalia? Uh, was there any semen or anything like that? I'm a lawyer, so, uh, but those are things that, that jump out at me that you would ask those questions. So. Um, given all that, and I hate, again, I hate to say because this, uh, this would be a, a lousy, lousy to me uh, uh, solution to the crime to blame it on the feminists. That, that sounds just terrible to me. Uh, yep, but that's where the logic of it takes me. Hopefully I'm wrong, and if I'm not wrong, I'm hoping that this gets wrapped up by the next episode and move on to uh, something better than this for our season long arc. Um, what do you think? Okay, uh, I'm curious to hear. I was going to say, I was like, yeah, I think that he's our lawyer. I know that his written feedback like, yeah, his written feedback has always been like, you know, um, he's been great from, for, for that reason. So, yeah, he makes, he makes, him, I don't think so, personally. I don't think that, but I don't think that it's like, I think that's a valid you know, theory. I just don't know if the show, like, I think that it would be, I just don't know if the show would do it, you know? I think Jimmy actually kind of floated that theory last week, saying, like, jokes just jokingly, like, maybe it's just yeah. those ladies or whatever. And, oh, my God, Harold, I hope you're wrong. I hope that's not the case, yeah. because you're right. It would be an awful conclusion to this storyline. It's so yeah. easy, yeah, I, I almost. Mean, I, I don't, it's, because there's so many parts to this that you'd have to stop to consider. So we know that there were, I mean, there, there were some girls who got raped. Like, that definitely was a thing that happened. And mm -hmm. so separating the idea of was this one in, the, in this episode, Claire, 
was she actually targeted or was this something that they were doing to try to drum up publicity, trying to get more people on their side? That, I, I could see it in this particular episode. I don't mm-hmm. think I could see it as the season-long thing. Like, that just... Yeah, I would think that any kind of, like, any kind of, even with Lamb investigating or whatever, there yeah. would be rape kits and things like that to, you know, to show and, that these women were actually raped. However, them just getting the text that, you know, she was raped on this, like, I could see it being, or, you know, maybe even, not this one, but I could see one of them actually just being more, they could do one for publicity or whatever, but I don't think that it's, like, the answer yeah. to the season-wide arc. And and then there's also the idea that even if there wasn't any sort of sexual violence, that the idea of these, that there were girls who still were drugged and had their heads shaved, I mean, that that's still a violation. And oh, so yeah, totally. Wh- whether, you know, he was getting off into his, like, loyalty things and you know was there penetration was it through was there semen it's like they were they were at least at the very least they were drugs and had their head shaved so yeah like that's why i'm saying like i think that people like parker or whatever for these people to do it for that reason like you know actually and i know that it's, it's probably been done in real life granted but like to be you know the way they're portraying these um you know militant feminists on this show at least it seems like they really do care about the women. So they might do it like as a publicity stunt, but with one of their own just to, you know, where the women would be traumatized, like she'd be in on it, but I can't see them doing it to. To to random people. Yeah. To like random people who actually thought that they had been victimized. Yeah. Claire, who is part of the group that might be, we might find out that she, you know, they just did it for, for the, to to sort of rally people for the cause. Um, But overall, I think that it is, this is something that, that is truly happening and from every crime show that I've watched and this is all coming from TV there's the idea that like with serial anything it's a serial killer or a serial rapist you start off you know they they get that first hit of adrenaline and it lasts them for a while and then they do it the second time and it doesn't last quite as long and so each time they have to the 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 Time that the enjoyment lasts becomes shorter and shorter. So the idea of the, that the, the rapes are stepping up seems to be keeping in, in line with that. Like I said, learned from TV, so that's right. With a grain of salt, but well, we're watching TV, so yeah, it probably would stick exactly. with the pattern. Um, should we get to our Facebook feedback? Okay, from Simone. Oh, Veronica. You adorable, untrusting, sneaky P.I.U. Army Hammer, Lindsay McKinnon, and Ed Begley Jr. The show is full of ridiculously famous people. I can't stand Lilith House. I'm all for women power, but these guys need to tone it down. And instead of lampooning, see what I did there, LOL, people, <laughs> they should take care of each other. What are the chances that Claire wouldn't have been raped if they stayed with her, protected her, instead of rushing off to make their point? Exactly. Weevil, you are still the sweetest bad boy on TV. He was actually enjoying PI work and was good at it. Thankfully, he scored himself a job at first. We'll be seeing more of him now. Yay! I don't like Mercer Hayes, which says a lot about Ryan Devlin's acting, because I liked him as Smith on Cougar Town. There's something about him that rubs me the wrong way. 
Did anyone else think the blood tension came out of nowhere? Luckily, they made up at the end there. Really, Piz? The black licorice? Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, next we have Marie. I agree that the love tension seems odd. It's not clear exactly how long they've been back together, but it seems like they forget to tell they forgot to tell us something happened over the summer. Or maybe it's two just two very different ex, um, expectations of college and we know they don't communicate particularly well. What is what is this? Jealous? Oh, jealous would involve piano wire. Oh, and Logan gets the distance between them fast. <laughs> Lori says some feedback today before you record. I'm still not a fan of the overall arc of the season so far, but did like the A plot. I did not care a lot about Playbook Boy, but I did not really see the twist coming till the end. The parallels with the deceiving girlfriends was a bit heavy-handed, but worked for the plot. Oh, I didn't even think about that, Lori. Uh, I'm not sure that the love tension came out of nowhere. I do like them together, but it's always been very rocky, and they have completely different work ethics, which would be magnified in college life. So I could not tell. Did Logan find the bug in the car, or did V get it before he found it? Also, cannot wait to hear your reactions on Weevil. I think I squealed, too, when we saw him again on screen. I guess him working for Keith would have been too much too fast, but it was a good subplot. He really need not skip those anger management classes. <laughs> I'm betting he will become V's assistant PI helper at the school whenever she needs to sneak in anywhere. Should be fun. Oh! Oh! So that's... I didn't even think about this, but Weevil is... Did we say he's, he's the new Wallace with keys to all of the offices? Yeah, I didn't like, think about that either, but it's we'll true. We'll have, have keys, keys to everywhere. This will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and this last one comes from Ray. I actually think the A story was pretty interesting in this episode, and the fact that it turned out to be the girlfriend who did it, and not for any malicious reason, was a pretty cool outcome. I also loved the way the Weevil stuff came together in the end and intersected with the Dean storyline. The love tension did seem a little weird, and Logan's actions didn't make a lot of sense either. Why would he keep blowing off Veronica like that when he knew that she was feeling suspicious of him? But, as I have said before, Logan is always his own worst enemy. That is true. Alright, so we come to the question that I know you all love so much. Who... Is the rapist? Uh, just anybody but the feminists. I, like I'm really worried about uh, Harold. You got me worrying. Yes, yeah, so I've I've got this. I wrote it down at the first episode, and I'm not changing it. Yet. I'm going with Tim the TA. Okay, stick stick to your guns. Mom. I'm going to stick to it because apparently that's what you do. You make <laughs> in the first episode, and it turns out to be right. So I am sticking with that. And either this is, I'm going to look really, really stupid by the time this is done with, or I am going to be the one where everybody's like, how did she guess that? Oh my <laughs> you God, are psychic. psychic. Yeah. Okay, it's time for ratings. I'll go first. All right. Um, I really hated this episode. I thought the A-plot was super boring. There was no Wallace. There was no Mac. So I'm giving it three out of ten pathologically suspicious girlfriends. And all three of those points are for Weevil. Oh. Okay. All three for <laughs> Weevil. Um, Malika, do you have any predictions? Or do you, yeah, who is the rapist? Oh, good gosh. I'm still, like, reeling from Harold's <laughs> uh, voicemail. Um, 
let's see. I'm going to go with the Dean. I'm just oh. going to, yeah, <laughs> just, just for now. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't feel strongly about everyone. So it's just going to always be like the teacher figure. And so there, this time it's the there Dean. There you go. She's going to yeah. do it again. Like Malika's going to bounce around and come up with all these wild theories. And she's going to guess again. <laughs> well, if I bounce around long enough, I should well, be no, able to I... like land on somebody who's right. <laughs> episode either um weevil was great but yeah i didn't really care for the veronica logan stuff it bored me and she just wasn't she it, it wasn't her in her best light um and the a plot i just it's so forgettable um i'm gonna give it four out of ten wine backers <laughs> okay yeah i that's with the wh people uh-huh <laughs> yes i i didn't like it either i mean it was just like okay and so the last two episodes i rated really really high and i was like yeah okay i guess that we needed to to have that valley now but like really all of this and so the a plot it was okay um and then but then i just got so disappointed with the fact that weevil didn't get to be an awesome pi and become the Keith and Weevil show like that would have been awesome and so the fact that didn't happen made me sad so so very sad so I'm giving it four telltale hearts all right Beth cute I thought that the case of the week was fine but really forgettable I didn't remember it from the first time that I watched it and but I'm always a fan of with Weevil stories on this show and he got a full arc this episode even if it turned out to be kind of sad at the end and I also like Veronica opening up at the end. So I'm going to give this episode six weevils in a tie. Ooh. Nice. Um, I, I pretty much agree. Uh, the A plot is forgettable. It's like, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just not, I don't really care. Um, love the weevil stuff. Uh, don't like uh, Veronica Logan fighting over stupid things like I don't know it it doesn't bother me that they have problems it's when they come up with ridiculous problems for them to have um, so yeah don't like that um, do you like the stuff with the Dean though and so I give it five out of ten really slow printers <laughs> And let's have our contact information. All right. Well, as always, you can reach us. You can reach us at quadruplez.com. You can email us at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us an MP3 voicemail like Carol did to that address. You can tweet at us at, at investigatemars. Find our Facebook at groups slash investigatingmars. And our spoiler group for you lucky people at groups slash spoilers of Mars. And please leave us an iTunes review. And thank you for everyone who has. And thank you, Beth, for joining us for this episode. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Yay, come back. Yes. I think there is still a couple episodes that no one has claimed. I'll have so. to check out the document. Yeah, you should do that. 
Um, and our next episode is called Charlie Don't Surf. What's it about? Ew. Okay, see, and, and like, maybe Malika will get this reference because I, I just, my, my first thought is it's something about a Bollywood movie because there was some one that I watched just a couple weeks ago and, like, the big repeated dance number was um, Papu Don't Dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be awesome. Especially that Bollywood number. <laughs> I know of which you speak. <laughs> I can't think now. <laughs> so wait, it was uh, called it, what? Charlie Don't Dance? Don't was Surf. Papu. Oh, Charlie Don't Surf. Uh-huh. Oh, the real episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm uh, gonna go with um, some surfers who are also jewel thieves. Ooh. I'm going to say that Weevil gets a new gang, and one of them's name is Charlie, and he's like, yo, I don't surf. <laughs> Either that, or, or we could like possibly meet one of Veronica's grandparents, like, like a grandpa somebody who was named Charlie, and he has absolutely no clue how to work the internet, and so the whole episode is Veronica trying to teach how to work the internet. Oh my god, I so want to see <laughs> Best thing Veronica ever. try to teach her grandfather how to <laughs> I think we did some of the best predictions yes. yet. <laughs> All right, so so we'll see if any of these predictions come true next time. <laughs> and until then, bye. Bye everyone. Bye. 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 bye.